What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Friday the 13th. Ooh, scary day. Uh, got me thinking today, though, uh, as it is Friday the 13th, about some scary things in the Big Ten. You know, some things that come to mind is that Tom Izzo is still coaching. That's scary for any team. You don't want to face him. Zach Eady is still a monster inside if you're playing Purdue. That's terrifying. And, you know, holding a seven-point lead with less than two minutes at Iowa is just outright scary. We'll talk about that coming up. But really the scariest thing for me in the Big Ten is looking ahead two months and thinking about the second to ninth place teams possibly being in the NCAA tournament and how quickly I think that they could possibly be eliminated. We have some of the streakiest, some of the most inconsistent teams that I have watched in a really long time. It's super hard to figure out who's really good. And the only team that I have a ton of confidence in going into March is Purdue, honestly, because they have the presence inside and they have really good disciplined guards. I think that they're the team that is going to make the deepest run. Um, if the if the tournament started today, now there's still a lot of time for teams to get better. There's still a lot of time for you know some of the older guards to improve. So I'm not going to say that just because it's the middle of January right now that we don't have a team that can make a run or multiple teams that can make runs to the Elite Eight and play for a chance to be in the Final Four. But it just doesn't feel like it right now. It feels like Purdue is that only team that we have. And uh, we'll see how the rest of the season shakes out as we go through. It's been a couple of days since I recorded. It feels good doing a second episode in one week. Um, because there's so many games going on, so much to watch, so much to keep track of. So i uh, going to go back three days and talk about some of these games. I watched a ton of basketball this week. I don't usually get to watch as much as I watched this week, and it was it just got me so excited. I love, love it. I, I talk about it every episode. I love college basketball. It's my favorite sport. And watching, now that we're in the throes of Big Ten play, these game having a game like every like this week for example I'm like so excited I'm stuttering over my own words there was like two games a night and it's just so exciting to if you're in a state that has gambling to bet on a couple games per night if you have a team that you're really excited about to look forward to playing them or watching them play twice a week and keeping track of everybody else in the conference it's just really fun it's a great time of year um, I'm really excited to be talking about it. I'm excited to be watching it. This week, though, let me go back in time for just a minute. I'll be quick. On uh, January 10th, what day was that? Tuesday when I recorded the last episode. We talked about Michigan State going to Wisconsin. They pick up a huge win. It feels like Michigan State is figuring some things out. They, like I said last episode, they are one of the best defensive teams that we have. They held Wisconsin to 65. That's pretty normal for Wisconsin, it feels like. I don't know what it is about them, their style of play, or if it's just their school or what, but it seems like I've been watching Big Ten basketball for a long time, and it feels like for the last, ever since I've been watching, they've always been a team that plays slow and doesn't score a lot of points and relies on their defense. Didn't work. It didn't work against Michigan State, though. A.J. Hogart was great. I think he had 15 in this game. Joey Hauser, I don't know what his season high is. He had 20 in this game. He was playing great. I liked uh, Crowell from Wisconsin. 
I haven't watched a ton of Wisconsin, so I was learning a lot about them on this night. Um, I like Crowell from Wisconsin, and the big takeaway for me for Wisconsin is I thought Chucky Hepburn was going to be a bigger factor for them, and I did I just didn't see that in this game. He didn't have that presence. You know when you're watching a game and you see a guy and you're like, man, this guy's really controlling the game, and he's having a big impact, and to me, Chucky just didn't hasn't been doing that this year so far. Um, for me, I don't know. Maybe it's just the style of play. That's just how I feel about it. But Michigan State gets the 69-65 to win. That catapulted them to, I mean, they were already in first place, but now they're sitting alone in first place with just one other team, which is Purdue, who's only got one loss total on the year. And that was against Rutgers, of course. So they're sitting at the top of the Big Ten looking down at everyone now. In a year where it started out like they had i think the best thing michigan state did was play such good competition in the uh in the non-league play and it got them really ready for big 10 play and now they're kind of punching down it feels like cuz they're really good they're very very good i i like what they've been doing offensively starting the year i didn't think that their offense was going to be able to figure out but they've really started to show some signs chuck or uh, not chucky atkins what's his name atkins what's his first name is it Charles? <laughs> is it Chuck? It's something with a C, isn't it? Let's look at the box score. We're not doing anything else on this Friday, are we? Atkins. What's his first name? I like how he plays. Jalen? It starts with a J. I got to click on his name. I got to do too much clicking for this. Is it Jalen? It's Jaden. Apologies to the Atkins family. I'm sorry. Jaden Atkins is good. And then, of course, uh, Tyson Walker. He's one of my favorite players in the Big Ten. So. Uh, Michigan State's looking good. You don't want to play them. They're playing way too well, and they're playing tonight, so it's going to be exciting to watch them. And this is the team that they're playing, Illinois. Their last game, they went to Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska. They're they're just starting to fall off a little bit. They get blown out at home, 76-50. to Not going to lie, I didn't watch this game. The big story for Illinois, which I haven't really talked about a lot, was that Sky Moore, I believe he was a five-star freshman, has decided mid-season that he's going to transfer. And I believe, this is what I heard on Twitter, um, he's going to be able to transfer in January to a new team. And I don't know where he's going. But um, speaking of transfers, Terrence Shannon Jr., he had 25 points in this game. Didn't watch it. I don't really know really what else to say about this game. I think this was the later game that day. And I had some stuff come up that night. I wasn't able to watch this, but I was score tracking on this game. Kind of surprised that Illinois won by that much. Thought Nebraska would fight a little bit harder at home, uh, but they didn't. Um, the next day, my computer is loading. What's going on with my computer? Let's pull it up on my phone because I don't know what's going on with that. Let's see. What was the next day? Wednesday. All right, here we go. Two, uh, two games that day. We had Indiana at Penn State. I don't know what's going on with Indiana. I cannot figure it out because they'll get a big win and then they'll turn around and lose this game to Penn State. This is a game they're supposed to win. I don't care if it's on the road or not. Um, Shout out to Penn State, though. I looked up into the stands. They had a pretty good crowd for this game. I think it's because Indiana was there. It might have been because everyone was listening to the podcast and heard about the $8 tickets I was talking about. I don't know what it was, but they were there, and uh, they got the crowd going, and Penn State put on a show. They won 85-66. to 66. Indiana had no answers for them. 
I didn't see uh, Hood Shafino having a big game in this game. I don't know exactly what he had. I don't have it pulled up right now. Trace Jackson Davis is a great player. Do not get me wrong. But he's pretty much Indiana basketball right now. For I mean, when I'm watching the game, and every time they're down court, they're looking for him to post up. And he posts up in different spots. He's really good. He'll post up at the uh, elbow. He'll post up at the block. He'll post up right in the middle of the lane. He doesn't care. He just wants the ball. And Indiana's trying to get it to him. And what Penn State did is they said, we're not going to let this guy beat us. We'll let anybody else beat us. We'll let anybody else win this game. But it's not going to be TJD. It's just not going to be him. He still got his 14 points, 11 rebounds. But they double teamed him every time he got the ball. And he had to pass, and the other guys just couldn't do enough for Indiana to win this game. Um, Lundy for Penn State had 25 points. He was playing fantastic. Penn State looked really good. Uh, Michael Shrewsbury was drawing him up. He just looked like he was in a zone that game, and Indiana was just like, they just weren't ready for this game. I don't know what to think about Indiana. I don't know how to pick games for them anymore. They were two-point underdogs in this game, and I thought that was... I thought that line was wrong. I thought Indiana was going to win, and they got blown out. So I don't know what's going on with them. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them again, though, because, like I said, they'll play a game like this, and then they'll turn around their next game, and they'll blow somebody out that you don't think they're supposed to be in the game with. I don't know. It's just they're a really funny team to figure out. They, they're back-to-back losses now to Penn State and Northwestern. I don't think anybody starting the season would have said that Indiana would lose back-to-back games to those two teams. I just don't think that would have happened. And then uh, speaking of Northwestern, they were at home against Rutgers. Rutgers pulls off a, I don't want to say it's a miracle victory, but Northwestern looked like they were in full control. Of course, my Northwestern Wildcats, I was cheering for them the whole time. Um, Nothing against Rutgers, but I'm just on Northwestern this year. I love them. I love watching uh, Collins coach. I love the way that he coaches. I love the way that they play. Um, I thought Northwestern had the game in hand. And then Cam Spencer got the ball, and he knocked down another game winner. I think the game was tied. I think the game was tied. I tweeted about it. Let me pull my tweets up real quick. When he hit this shot, what was the score? I'm going to scroll a little bit here. Be patient with me. Cam Spencer's a dog. No, it was 60-62. to Cam Spencer hit a shot with 14 seconds left. So Northwestern had the ball. And they had a chance to score to win the game. I don't remember what happened on that possession. I was watching it, and I'm not remembering what happened. What did they do? I think they got a shot, but they, I, don't, I mean, I don't remember what happened. Obviously, uh, Rutgers got fouled because they scored one more point after that. Or they scored two more points, I'm sorry, uh, to seal the game. But uh, Northwestern, disappointing loss because, speaking of fans, I was texting with some of my friends about this. One of them lives in Chicago. And he's been to quite a few Northwestern games. Um, They usually don't have a crowd like they had for this game. This crowd was rocking. I'm very happy about the supporters for Northwestern showing up for this game. Because, I mean, two years ago, if you said Rutgers was playing at Northwestern, there'd be nobody in the stands. And they understand that their team is playing well. They're playing better than they probably should be. They're definitely playing better than anyone predicted them to play. And they recognized that, and they came out and supported it. I love when a a school gets behind their team like this. 
especially when they haven't had a ton of success in the in the past like Northwestern has not and uh comes out and supports them and uh unfortunate that they lost this game but I, I'm not sleeping on Northwestern though I still like them I'm still cheering for them I still think they're gonna win a lot of games this year and uh Cam Spencer's just he's got ice in his veins I mean if you're gonna give him the ball and basically a wide open three I mean someone did close out on him kind of but he got way too much space there at the end of the game, and he knocked it down, and uh, Rutgers goes on to win. Rutgers is good. I had him in my top five with Northwestern. That game kind of played out how I expected. If I had two fi- top five teams playing and you say one of them won by three, that's kind of what I expect. And then last night, crazy games last night. Um, this game was awesome. The first one was uh, Minnesota and Ohio State. I didn't realize it was tipping off at 530, so I didn't shoot off a bet beforehand. I need to start putting them out in the morning. Uh, so that I make sure I get them before the games start. But uh, I was going to pick Minnesota because they were getting 15 points, which I think was crazy. I don't think that any Big Ten team, there's not a single Big Ten team, really, even though I say that, and we'll talk about what's going on tonight, should be favored by 15 against anybody, really. I mean, I don't know. If the best team is playing the worst team, which is kind of taking place tonight, I guess 15 is okay. But Ohio State... Um, favored by 15 at home. They're playing the worst team in the Big Ten, Minnesota. This game was on FS1. I tweeted about this, and it was awesome. They had the all-access, um, I don't know how you want to say all-access broadcast, I guess you would call it. There was two cameras on each. There was a camera on each coach the whole game, so you could kind of hear what they were saying, and then they had the game on. And then I, I, had, I watched the whole first half. I didn't see a commercial because every time they went to commercial break, they were inside the huddle with each team, and you could hear what the coaches and players were saying, which was awesome. Um, and I say all that. I didn't hear them say anything because my kids were awake still, and they were playing. So I had the game on TV, but it was on mute, so I didn't hear a single thing that was said, but it looked cool. And uh, same thing. I was texting some of my friends, and I was like, I need to watch this game back because I want to hear what they actually said. I wanted to hear Ben Johnson in the huddle you know, and, and hear what he was actually saying towards the end of the game. Minnesota, though, they were winning in the first half by two, and they were up by a lot more than that. They were up by eight at one point, uh, like with, I think, 10 minutes to go in the first half. And uh, so Ohio State started charging back, and it was like, okay, Ohio State's going to even this up in the second half, and then they're going to win the game. Wrong. Minnesota wins the game. They have a possession at the very end. Their point guard, Samuels, Comes down. I think he's their point guard. He might be their shooting guard. Um, He comes down and crosses somebody over, goes up for a layup, gets the call, knocks down the free throws. Minnesota pulls off the upset. I'm going to say huge upset. You can't beat a team on the road when you're a 15-point underdog and not say it's a huge upset. Minnesota finds their first win in the Big Ten. They are now 1-4 and in the Big Ten, which is bad. Don't get me wrong. But they're sitting right there with Indiana, who's also one and four in the Big Ten. So, I mean, anything could happen, I guess. What if Minnesota gets right? What if this was the game that it says, hey, we could play with anybody now? Ohio State was in first place. We could beat them. We could beat anybody. Maybe they'll start winning some games. Hopefully, they start winning some at home, make some of those games a little bit more competitive. And then the second game last night, Michigan at Iowa. This was an awesome game to watch if you love scoring. Chris Murray, 27 points for Iowa. They win the game 93-84. to 84. 
This game went to overtime, and the reason it went to overtime is because Michigan had a seven-point lead I talked about at the beginning of the episode. With less than two minutes left, Iowa hits a three. They cut it to four. Michigan has an empty possession. They come back down and run the exact same play. And Kobe Buffkin, Kobe Buffkin, sorry, he fouls Peyton Sanford while he's shooting a three. He hits the three. He hits the free throw. Tie game. Michigan can't score on their last possession, which I thought they got a decent shot. Um, the new guy, what's his name? Uh, Doug. D-U-G Doug. McDaniel. Um, he got to the basket, but he like basically just threw it off the backboard. He had no touch at all on the last shot. And the crowd was going ape poop. I was going to say a cuss word, but I don't like to cuss on the podcast. Uh, so Iowa had all the momentum, and they, they scored the first eight points in overtime, and Michigan only scored five total. So Iowa ends up covering still the five and a half, even though they were down by seven, which is a crazy beat. If you had, if you had Michigan plus five and a half, and there's less than two minutes left, and you're up by seven, and they don't cover, that is, that's that's hard. That's tough. But, unfor- that's, you know, there's always two sides of the gambling. Because I had Iowa minus five and a half, so I was like, all right, this bet's dead. And then they won it. So I still won money on it. So, you know, there's both sides of that. I happened to be on the right side of it last night. Um, Iowa looks good. They don't look great. They can score. They've had a ton of games in the 90s already. Um, but they can't really stop anybody. And last night, they really couldn't stop Jet Howard. Freshman for Michigan, Coach Howard's son, 34 points. In the first half, it looked like he was never going to miss a shot. He hit his first four three-pointers, and it never mattered. Because every time Michigan hit a three, Iowa would come down and answer. They could never go on a run. You would think in a game where it's 93 to 84, I'd get on here and say it was a game it was a game of runs. They were back and forth. There was a big run, big run. It was never like that. The biggest run of the game, I'm not sure what it was, but the one the biggest run I can remember was Iowa was down 10 at one point and they cut it to 3, I think, and then Michigan scored again. So that was like a 7-0 run. And then at the end of the game they went on a 7-0 run to tie it. That was pretty much it. I mean, there wasn't a big, there wasn't big swings in this game. It was back and forth. It was like a boxing match, and it was really fun to watch. Great game, really good win for Iowa, uh, because it looked like they were going to lose, and then they pulled off the win, so they stay alive. I, I mean, everyone's alive. Everyone's alive. We'll talk about the standings at the end. All right, today I want to zoom through these games because I've already been talking. How long have I been talking about those old games? Eighteen minutes already. Jesus. All right, I'm getting through these fast. Purdue's uh, at home against Nebraska tonight. Um, They're going to win. Illinois is at home against Michigan State. They might lose. You never know what Illinois team you're going to get, and I just talked about how good Michigan State is and how well they're playing as of late. Saturday, you have Wisconsin going to Indiana. I'm expecting Wisconsin to win unless Indiana shows up because, like I said, you never know what team you're going to get out of Indiana. That'll be a fun game to watch tomorrow. And then on Sunday, we have a triple header. Northwestern, my Wildcats, are going to Michigan. To Michigan on Sunday at noon. Um, I'm going to pick Northwestern in this game because Michigan can't win close games, and Northwestern plays a lot of close games. So I'm going to be picking Northwestern. I don't care what the spread is. Uh, That's who I'm going to pick in that game. Ohio State's going to Rutgers. Ooh, we're back. Does Rutgers get its revenge at home? 
Don't forget, this game that was at Ohio State was the game that Ohio State stepped out of bounds, got the ball back in bounds, and hit a three to win the game against Rutgers at Ohio State. Man, they're going to... You have to imagine Rutgers are going to be playing super hard in this game because they got something to prove. And then Iowa's still at home, and they're playing Maryland, who's trending down, I would say. Um, so I'll probably like Iowa in that game. I think I like Iowa in that game. Um, and then a huge matchup on – is this Monday? Why is it at 1 o'clock? Oh, because it's Martin Luther King Day. That's right. Happy Martin Luther King Day, everybody, on Monday. Okay, so Monday – uh, Michigan State comes back home after traveling to Illinois, and they draw the number one team that they're tied with right now, Purdue, number three team in the country, coming into the Breslin Center. That is going to be must-watch TV on Monday at 2.30. Make sure you circle your calendars for that one. And then Illinois going to Minnesota. We'll see how Minnesota responds after getting their first win. I, I didn't want to talk this long because I had something special I wanted to do today. Not that special. Um, but I wanted to do a, we're like 16, 17 games into the season now, and I've talked about some of my favorite players, so I created a lineup today that would be my all Big Ten lineup, or a fantasy lineup, if you will, and really it's not, it's not, some of them are the best players, I mean, most of these guys are the best players on their team, some of them are, um, but really it's just my favorite guys so far to watch this year in the Big Ten at each position. And I created a lineup, so it's going to be my, I'll just call it my favorite five, uh, or whatever you, I don't care what you call it. It's just a lineup that I created that I would I would think would be unstoppable if you picked and choose who you wanted from the Big Ten to create a lineup with. My point guard is going to be, of course, Jalen Pickett from Penn State. I love watching him play. He made, I forgot to talk about this, in that game that they played the other night, which I'm forgetting who I even just talked about them playing. Uh, Indiana, right? Yeah, where they blew out Indiana. He had two passes in the last five minutes of that game that were unbelievable. I, I should go back and try to find the clips for these because these two passes were so unreal, and neither one of them, <laughs> they were so unexpected and such great passes, neither one of them were finished for an assist. It was crazy. He's such a good passer. He's big, and he can score, and he's so patient with the ball. I love Jalen Pickett. I'm going to take uh, Cam Spencer as my uh, shooting guard, and the only reason I'm picking him over Tyson Walker, who's really one of my favorite players, is because he's so clutch lately, and he's on fire lately. So if I need a big bucket at the end of the game, I know I'm going to Cam, and he's going to knock it down. Uh, my small forward is going to be Jet Howard, probably maybe the freshman of the year in the Big Ten. We'll see how uh, Jalen hood Shafino finishes out. I mean, he just dropped 34 at Iowa, though. And he was really the reason why Michigan was even in the game or leading the game was because of all his scoring. I'm going to put Chris Murray at my power forward. I don't really know if he technically is a power forward or if he's a small forward. Um, but I like Chris Murray a lot. Like I said, he just had 27 last night and got the win. He's a baller. He's a gamer. He's really competitive, so I like him on my team. And then I'm anchoring my team with Zach Eady, of course, the player of the year, uh, the best player in the Big Ten, I think, and uh, the, uh, definitely the best center in the Big Ten. And I think that lineup would be unstoppable. You got Pickett, Cam Spencer, Jet Howard, Chris Murray, and Zach Eady. Woo! Woo! That'd be fantastic. 
All right, I'm going to wrap it up. I've been talking for over 20 minutes, so uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Um, we'll see you guys on, what will it be? I guess I'll record on Tuesday next week. And uh, good luck to your teams. Enjoy the games. Have fun gambling. Follow me on Twitter is what it's called. Had a brain malfunction there. Twitter, at Casual Big Ten for more updates, some highlights, some in-game updates for the games that I'm watching and all that good stuff. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.